Now recording. <laughs> you should do the starting of this because you you have like that announcer voice. How how do we usually start these? Wine and Spirits Edition. Today we have me, Martello, he, him, along with no one. I am on my own. Welcome to Martello Monologue. It all started when I was a boy. That actually might be a good idea. (laughs) I really like that. The Martello Monologues. I want to hear your deepest thoughts. A monthly thing with Martello giving his opinion on current events, but not like big or important current events, but like the fluff stories of the month. Ooh, that's a good one. What if he just talked about Florida man stories? Those are not fluff stories. Plot twist. Every single Florida man story is about a former fraternity brother. Oh, his former fraternity brothers, probably. So (laughs) we're going to talk about D&D. Don't introduce yourself. Okay, guys. Hi! I am Disombra, and I play Greg. Yep. Can we do the interview start again? I'm sorry. <laughs> this is Greg. I mean, this is Disombra, who plays Greg. And, uh, I guess my pronouns. Well, actually, when I'm in the game, it's, it's either he, they, and then she, her here. So... But anyway, we're gonna start a we're gonna we're gonna start this interview. We're gonna talk about lots of really exciting things. I think we discussed that we're gonna talk specifically about new players and the challenges of getting into D and D as like a newbie and advice. I don't know. Does that sound good? No, terrible. Scrap it. All right, we're back on the Martello monologues. All right, sounds good to me. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be talking about. As you said, advice and random tips and a little bit about what new players might find intimidating. Yeah, and I can speak to being a new player and being intimidated by all this, although it is super fun to learn. Anyway, so with that, what should we get started with? Let's start with something that might intimidate new players. You just mentioned being able to empathize with that. Is there, what's the first thing that comes to mind that's like intimidating? the rules and having to like remember a ton of rules was a little bit intimidating. It's still intimidating. So in my home game, the people that I'm playing with have played Dungeons and Dragons now for five, six years at least, if not maybe more. And one of the players in it will constantly just be like, I'm sorry, guys, I'm such a noob and isn't completely sure of the mechanics of something. That happens. Mm Mm-hmm. You're not expected to know all the rules off the top of your head. Experienced players don't have everything memorized. Like when I'm DMing a game or playing as a player, there's a bunch of times I'll like pull out my phone and look up what does my character do? What does this do? What's the ruling on this? You don't have to know everything offhand. The way I tend to approach the rules and learning them or using them is more so what is it that I want to do? Let me try to find the rule that will let me do that. 
So it kind of comes out of like the creativity of figuring out what you want to actually do first and then figuring out how can I achieve that? Exactly. You don't need to memorize all the rules first to then know exactly what you can do. That is intimidating and that can be a nightmare for people. I also feel like there's so much content. It would be very hard to know everything. You can't. Oh yeah, no. I mean, in 5e alone, I think at this point there's 115 subclasses. Oh my god. I did not know that. I think that might be including Unearth Arcana, which is like unofficial still in play test stuff, but that's not including homebrew or most third party stuff. It's impossible to know everything. Yeah, and I mean, I guess that's kind of part of the gameplay is like you're trying to be creative about it, but then Sometimes, like, hashing out the rules is also part of it. Weirdly enough, I find that kind of fun. <laughs> Maybe it's because I like to argue with people, so I think that's, like, this is how it's supposed to be, right? And that's part of the thing that makes 5e so much fun. I'm, I'm not going to lie, I do the same thing. Because there's a lot of things in 5e that are purposely left open-ended in the books to have home decisions on how that should work. And arguing those minutiae, it can be fun. Yeah. Then you get, like, the rule of cool. Well, if you can make the right argument and make it cool enough, then you can do it. Which, it's kind of cool that it leaves it open. Oh, yeah. Just don't worry about the rules. Worry about the rules when they come up. And trust me, every single table will end up having some rules lawyer knowing whatever random rule it is that you need in the spot anyway. It's going to be fine. Just have fun with it. I think the only other thing that I would say can be intimidating, and this is like kind of maybe unique to this situation, though I imagine that like other players have this, but like I didn't really know anyone before starting. <laughs> so you didn't? I, I knew Scott. <laughs> the person I knew the most when I joined was you. I know, and we like <laughs> I believe our total interaction was, hey, I'm Juan, so and so's friend. They told me to hit you up about a D&D podcast. Okay, cool. I'm let me hit up Scott and make sure it's cool. All right, here's his number. <laughs> yeah, that that's true. You really didn't know anyone. <laughs> and I feel like all of us like okay, so like Tommy knew Jen, who knew Scott and that's how he knows Scott and yeah. I think Lena knows Scott and I know Scott. But you like knew no one. <laughs> I knew no one. And by the way, from the interview I had with Scott Scott apparently was under the impression that you were, like, full-on vouching for me and knew who I was. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I trust... Redacted. I thought it was clear that I had met you through... Redacted. But he was also like, I don't know who... Redacted. ...is. I'm like, like, what? (laughs) She worked at school with us. Like, we were always together, too. So, like, I'm really confused on how he, like, didn't know, like, co-homeroom teacher. I don't know. To be fair, so she was on the floor below. To be fair. To be, yeah. Beautiful. She was on the floor below us. And honestly, I feel like every time I talked to Scott half the time, it was, like, in the copy room at, like, 7.30 in the morning. Because there's always a line to make copies. But, Yeah. D&D. <laughs> yeah, no, I literally knew none of you. So talking about nerves and being scared, I had mentioned Scott. I was very nervous about joining because, like we just said, I knew none of you. I knew nothing. 
all I knew about the podcast was y'all were characters and y'all were undead. Wait, he told you that part? Yes, I knew you guys were undead before I joined. Oh, that's that's true. It would make sense because can we talk about this part of it? I don't even know if we can about your character, how it started. I don't even know if you, if, if you know what I'm referring to. We can say that when I talked to Scott about joining, he was like, all right, I want you to play a paladin. And I responded with, okay, how about Gaston and Captain Hammer? <laughs> Perfection. Good. And then Zap Brannigan found his way in there. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, the overconfidence, the not remembering people's names. Those are like the epitome of characters of, I'm the hero and the beloved guy, but in actuality, I'm a massive douche that's way too into myself. Yeah. Which is delightful. I'm very (laughs) into Martello. So is Martello. Yeah, I mean, that's we have something in common, I guess. But when I was about to jump in on that first session, I was like, okay, I'm playing these super masculine, super confident characters that would definitely just hit on anything with a heartbeat. And I didn't know any of you, so I'm like, I'm not sure where the line is on this one. Yeah. And then I think the first thing I said to Sanjana was, you can call me whatever you'd like, and just immediately jumped right into flirting with people. Hilarious. (laughs) I mean, it worked. And actually, I was the only person to know that you were going to be on the podcast. No one knew that that we were going to have another player. Like, And even though you knew I was going to show up as a guest star, you didn't know when. You didn't know what my role is. You didn't know anything about me. Nope. Neither in character or in real life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I heard a lot of stories from... Redacted. All lies. Yeah, of course. (laughs) I've heard of the legends. So I guess, do you have any tips for people who are like joining games with players that they don't know because I'm, I'm assuming that could happen with people who are like starting to get into D&D and maybe I don't know are there D&D clubs there are yeah there are various schools that have D&D clubs there are comic book shops across the country that well not during COVID but that might have weekly games where people can just show up and join in even websites that let you go on and join random games or get together with other people that you've never met before and get to play. My first bit of advice, don't do what I did and just show up as a guest star without talking to anyone about anything beforehand and not knowing anyone because that can be stressful. That's fair. (laughs) You should definitely, out of the gate, just hit on the first person you talk to. Definitely just show up, start immediately flirting with people. And if you're playing in person, just get in their face. Just get right in their personal space, okay? We call it role play. And if they don't like it, then they're getting in the way of the spirit of the game. (laughs) Uh Yeah, breathe real heavy too while you're right into someone's face. Like they love it. And make sure to just stuff fistfuls of Ruffles chips in your mouth and keep on chewing while you're talking and in their personal space. Yeah. You know, and don't worry about saliva. It just adds realism. Oh yeah. Like that's (laughs) the whole point, right? Like that's just your character hitting on this person. And that's what we call everything you shouldn't do by Martello. Oh my God. This has been another Martello monologue. (laughs) (laughs) And credits. (laughs) We've given you all the advice you need. 
no conversation, go right to just flirting and like burning buildings down and just like really get in the way of everyone. And if you kill another player's PC, that's okay. If they let it die, it means they didn't love it enough. <laughs> this is literally like a checklist of ways to get kicked out of D&D or like to be murdered. Can we do that? Can we just start doing videos of the worst player ever? Yes. Like YouTube videos. Yeah, I mean my own dice, and you don't even have to check them. They're not weighted at all. Hold on a second. I just got uh, something from... Yeah, no. Um, Go ahead. Do you want me to wait here, or do you want to call it for now? It might be a long conversation, because I have to call my realtor. All right, cool. Um, We have, like, 20 minutes of audio. And that's all the audio I have from them for this Wine and Spirits episode. So I'm just going to leave this space here in case, fingers crossed, an advertisement plays. And uncross fingers. Don't forget to share this podcast with a friend or an enemy or someone that you're completely indifferent to. And leave a rating, a review, anywhere where ratings and reviews can be found. And now, because I don't have any more on-topic audio from DeSombra and Juan, I'm just going to close out this podcast with a story they didn't want me to include because they're not here to stop me. tell you my favorite I caught a student cheating story. So kids were giving presentations and since it's Spanish there's a lot of times when they're giving a presentation they come across words that they might not be familiar with specifically words that are like locations in Native American cultures of Central and South America like Mexico City used to be Tecnochtitlan right and so when they're doing a presentation they come across a word like that they like get stuck on it and I'll you know help them read it because it's a tough word. And usually I'll use that as an excuse to just randomly ask them, what's this word mean? What's this word mean? The obvious, if you can't tell me what the words you put down mean, you didn't write this. Yeah. You know, it's actually my two favorite cheating things because they happen in the same week. One, I'd started doing the helping kids read and a girl was presenting and then she just stopped. Why'd you stop? I don't know what that word is. You don't know what that word is. No. You can't even try. Nope, I can't. You cannot read this word. Nope. I turn to her history teacher who is sitting next to me, his head in his hands as he's given up hope in humanity, as I turn to her and say, the word is illiterate. Oh, no. It's not even a word in Spanish. The word was literally the word illiterate. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) That is... Yeah, so... So she copied and pasted the word illiterate and then didn't recognize it and was trying to give me attitude about it like it was a complicated Hispanic culture term. So she, like, cheated, obviously. Oh, yeah. Didn't read it beforehand. Of course not. And then when she did read it, she couldn't even recognize the very English word that is in it. Okay. Yep. And to be clear, this was an eighth grader. Oh, it doesn't surprise me. (laughs) That is a special kind of ridiculous. Oh, if you think that's ridiculous... Wait till you hear this next one. (laughs) Later on that week, I was in a different school 
and kid once again presented, I started doing the what's this word mean? What's this word mean? Obviously, this entire thing is plagiarized. And the student admitted it. I'm like, all right, we'll discuss what we'll do about that afterward. Now, this project was a group project. I was not going to count this one kid's cheating against everyone else. I made that clear. And then the kid's partner stepped up and hit next on the slides because they all put it together on the same slides. They had copied and pasted the exact same paragraph. Back-to-back slides with the same exact paragraph. But to this student's credit, they put the entire thing in quotes. Ah! (laughs) Yeah! Oh, my gosh. And the look on the kid's face when they hit next and saw it was the same exact thing. Because there was literally no change in the slide except quotation marks suddenly appeared. Oh, children. Oh, my gosh. I literally this year had students during the test while go guardian was on google the test questions like literally copy and paste the test questions into google i can literally see your screen thank you for listening to rocks fall everyone dies it would really help us if you subscribe share and leave us a five-star review on apple podcasts Our theme music is by Taylor Calise, additional sound effects courtesy of zapsplat.com, and our thumbnail art is by John Bliss. Find more of his work on Twitter at John Bliss Art. Our episodes are produced by me and co-edited by our resident mushroom Jin, who streams on twitch.tv slash phantomquip. Our social media manager is our favorite surly turtle, Sombra. You can find all of our social media handles and full show notes on our website, rfedpod.com. 